Okay, we're on. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good. You? Good. Um, so welcome, Gardi. Thank, Thank you for you. being here. Am I saying your me? name right? Um, how did you say this? Gardi. Gori. Gori. It's just like how you say sorry. Oh, okay. But I you love just it. Replace the <laughs> s with the with the g. Love that. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, it's tough because in Spain, the a we are so used to Gaudi, so yeah. we're just like you know Antoni Gaudi, ah. and you're like Gaudi Gordi. Yeah. That's so, like, so it would be pronounced like Gauri in Spain. Yeah. In Spanish. In Spanish. Oh, do you speak Spanish? No. Okay. <laughs> Are you planning to like speak it at some point? I am trying to learn it, but it's everyone here speaks English. So they're like there's no motivation. Yeah. Like yeah. no one no one wants to speak Spanish with me. And everyone here speaks Catalan, which is like the local language. What is the deal? Because I wanted to research it for my show, and then I just was super lazy. But <laughs> what is this? What is because I know there's like some deal with Catalan and Spanish. Like there's some sort of riff yeah, going on. There is. Um, okay, so from my American perspective, <laughs> um, <laughs> as as a giddy, which is what we call like um like a foreigner here. I'm like a giddy, like a like a white foreigner. It's like a giddy. Um, What's a brand for foreigner? An immigrant. <laughs> okay, that doesn't sound good. I thought there was like some sort of sexy Spanish name for. No, I guess I guess you would also be a giddy because you're like visiting and you're like a tourist. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, they're pretty racist here. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's consistent with yeah. all of Europe. Okay. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's here. It's like a cute, ignorant racism where they're like, "We're not racist." Like you casual. Know. Yeah, it's yeah. like casual. It's like, um, like micro. Uh, Oh my god, what's the yeah, word? It's like micro racism? Yeah, like microaggressions where it's just like it's, yeah. 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 Where like a Catalan friend asked a black friend if he could touch her hair. Or <laughs> <laughs> no. just like no, dude. <laughs> All right. Okay, so they're pretty like a little bit like it's a micro. Oh, I don't know. Wait, talk again? Yeah, hi. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they're a little bit like behind in terms of wokeness or yeah I don't know, basic human rights i don't know yeah okay. they're they're just kind of dumb okay, um cool. <laughs> it's ignorant racism. i wish i had known this like before i did my show but yeah, yeah. it's okay your show was great okay um, thank you yeah let's, let's talk about you let's talk about your comedy okay sorry but for i interrupted <laughs> you i want to know you were saying oh yeah yeah catalan versus yeah, spanish yeah, yeah 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 okay so catalan is a real language so it's it's not a dialect of spanish it's a completely separate language um, it sounds kind of like if you understand Spanish, you'll understand Catalan. Mm -hmm. Um, but just like any of the romance languages, right? Like Italian, French, um, Spanish, Catalan. Okay. Um, so a Portuguese also, I think Catalan's kind of similar to Portuguese and French and Ita it's, it's similar to all of them, you know, as a non-Catalan and Spanish speaker, you think it's closer to French and yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> As someone who speaks neither language, <laughs> I think it's closest to Portuguese, actually. Okay. Nice. That's funny. You should put that in, like, your set. Yeah, maybe I will. I'm like, I don't know shit about languages. I barely know anything about English, but okay, I'm actually fine. an expert on Catalan. Um, so, yeah, and then the whole thing is, like, that uh, people – so Catalan was actually – it's kind of cool historically. Um, Catalan was because the, there was a dictator, um, Franco – um, and he said no one was allowed to speak Catalan because he wanted everything to be Spanish. He also wanted, like, Hitler to know that he was on his side, you know. So he was like, yeah, Franco was, like, 
uh, pro Hitler. Yeah, so Spain was like kind of fascist basically until like the 80s when Franco died. Yeah, and so people weren't allowed to speak Catalan. And so there's a, an old thing where people are like, oh, Catalans are like the Jews of Spain, which is like not true. There's And I talk about this in comedy, but one of the things that does actually equate is that they had to hide their language and their culture because they weren't allowed to be Catalan. They had to be Spanish. Because they were being persecuted. Yeah. Oh, okay. But what is happening with your mic? Yeah, something. Is it better? No, yeah. Okay. I think maybe I was just pressing the wire. Maybe oh. that's okay. Okay, nice. So they were persecuted. And this Franco guy, he was like, no, no, only Spanish. Yeah. No, only Cat- Spanish. Yeah. Catanese? Catalans. Catalans. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. It's like there is a, yeah, they were persecuted. And now, so the fact that the language and the culture survived is like powerful. And so people that are Catalan, that live in Catalonia, prefer to speak Catalan to Spanish because it's like their culture, their language. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. So when I try to speak Spanish to people, they're like, speak to me in Catalan or I'll just talk to you in English. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So that's what it is. But anyway, welcome to Barcelona. Thank you. And thank you for that short and concise (laughs) history lesson. Very important. I had no clue. Anytime. This is what I learned in two years of living here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like your history is bad when an American has to teach you. Yeah. That's so true. I'm like, look at me teaching an Indian girl history. Have you heard about the, uh, oh my God, what's it called? India versus Pakistan, the whole, the partition. Have you heard about the partition? I know all about it. I watched Miss Marvel, okay? Yeah, sorry. I'm just like so engrossed with like our own stuff. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they they just skip the Holocaust in like one paragraph. Can you believe it? That's insane. That's crazy. It's crazy. But at the same time, I'm like, I didn't learn about the partition ever. (laughs) Like literally watching Miss Marvel. I was like, whoa. That's wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, we we had like a page or maybe like two, three paragraphs. And then I, I was like, that line just shocked me. I was like, I went to my mom. I was like, it says that like they burned the Jews. She was like, yeah, that happened. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, cool. Let's let's move on. <laughs> There's not many left. You don't have to worry about it happening. Crazy. It's insane. Um, so what what brings you to Barcelona? So, um I am working on a new show. It's called Love, Money, Shame, um, where I talk about three things, love, privilege, and shame. But I replaced the word privilege with money because I wanted white people to come to the show. And um, so I'm touring with that show. Um, I've done a couple of cities already. I've done like five, six cities in Germany. Now I'm in Spain. Then I'm going to the UK. Uh, then to Netherlands, uh, then Vienna, uh, Helsinki, Zurich, uh, Innsbruck, like a lot, like, lot of Euro- like covering Europe and UK. And then I want to take it to the US. So I'm like Amazing. working on the show like as I tour because yeah. I think that's like the best way to work on a show and totally. that's why I'm in Barcelona that's amazing also like to escape the shitty weather in Germany I thought like yeah it'd be nice to oh yeah are you based in Berlin yes currently yes cool Berlin is cool it's cool there's a good scene there yeah like the comedy scene is good but also like the vibe is very expat friendly mm-hmm. and it's more hip it's very liberal um like, I heard Michelle's joke, uh, she was at the comedy clubhouse, mm-hmm. I think, two days ago, and she said, um, uh, oh, yeah, you know, in America, we think we are, like, at the peak of 
progression, like we are leading progression and uh, that's so not true. And she's right. Like yeah. I went to New York. I was like, whoa, you guys are like weird here. About- New York is so weird. It's weird. It's like, it's like so straight, mm-hmm. you know, it's like and Berlin is like super gay. Yeah. And with that, I mean, like, it's just like way more like liberal, open, very progressive and very inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like New York and America is like fake inclusive. (laughs) It's like we're so we're so ahead. We're so liberal. And it's like go to Berlin and go to the Kit Kat Club and fuck someone when it's dark and you don't even know their name. Like, yeah, it's so sex positive as well. Like Berlin is very sex positive and very. Oh, my God. Like I like after living in Berlin, I find it. I, I thought like New York was like, yeah, I was like, wow, you guys need to work on yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, yeah. New York is like, it's like therapy speak, sort of like, like everyone's like, yeah, I go to therapy. I'm self-aware. But it's this very like guarded still. Yeah. But then a trans person comes up and they're like, whoa, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, yeah. this is weird. It's crazy. And it's like in India, we've had like trans people since forever. Yeah. And yeah. we've got like a gods and goddesses which were like a mix of male and female yeah and uh, but then you know like the british came and colonization we had like fuck Trish, the british yeah fuck the <laughs> fuck everyone i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and then like with the colonization um and like the um uh, you know we had christianity and after that like they just demolish all the temples and that's very like you sort of see how they like I made a register of all the trans people in the village and then just Whoa. like sort of like evacuated them uh, out of the villages. Uh, so I think, you know, that's where we get our homophobia from, yeah. actually, uh, and our transphobia. And wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I had no idea that there was such like a, it was so ingrained into Indian culture before British colonization. Yeah, because like you have the sex temples, and I, I feel like everyone talks about that. Did you know this? No, oh, tell no, me about really? sex temples. Really? So, like in the south of India, there's like temples uh, where they have uh, all sorts of sex positions drawn on the facade of the temple, and you've got like everything, like from a threesome to polygamy to like gay sex to like bestiality. Cool. There. And it has like, so so basically it's like very beautiful because like uh, the facade is made up of like all sorts of sex positions. And then as you go uh, inside the temple, uh, there is like nothing in the very center of the temple. And it basically tries to tell you like how to get nirvana or like innermost peace. You need to like let go of all your physical desires uh-huh. to like eventually um, reach peace or something i think that's what it means i read it somewhere i'm not sure (laughs) but it has like a beautiful meaning okay but yeah it's like very interesting whoa that's amazing i didn't know like the actual ties between things like i mean there's the kama you know we've all heard of the kama sutra but i didn't really realize the ties to the actual temple space and how that ties into you know yeah me neither i was very surprised i I read like this blog um from a traveler from Italy who was visiting India and he described how how women were like very powerful and Mm. like they would own shit and like they were dressed like he was very shocked to see how how the women were dressed like they did not wear anything on top so they were like bare chested 
and was very normal for women to be bare chested. Oh it's like the beaches here. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever tourists come here, they're like, "Are there topless beaches?" I'm like, "Yeah, they're called beaches." Like, <laughs> so here they also have the nude culture. Yeah. And, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, Barcelona is also very like sex positive. I think in a kind of different way than Berlin. Where I do think I used to say Barcelona and Berlin were like two sides of the same coin because they both have really big expat communities and Berlin is like the cold version, both in personality and weather, you know. <laughs> yeah. And Barcelona is just warm, like everyone like kisses and hugs each other. And yeah, they are kind of nice here. Yeah, people are nice here. Yeah, They're... I'm always surprised when I leave Germany. Like, oh, people can be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you end up in Germany? Uh, so I, um, I basically, I studied architecture mm-hmm. actually before I discovered comedy. I was an architecture uh, student and on the final year of your architecture, and I studied architecture in India mm-hmm. and in the final year, uh, you were supposed to do an internship abroad. Uh, you were supposed to do an internship and I was like, okay, I am going to, I'm going to go to Europe because oh. I was going through a breakup and I was like, okay, this is my time. I need to get over this guy. So yep. I need to fuck like every European nationality that yeah. exists. Did you do it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we can say you did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> of course I did. Totally. I think, yeah. Those Hungarians. <laughs> they were the best. <laughs> wow. The Rush is Russia. Is Russia in Europe? Yeah, Russia's okay. Europe. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and the Russians, man, they were so good, so aggressive. The communists really know how to eat pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sometimes I talk about sex, like, and it's so evident that like I'm not having sex. <laughs> I talk about, it. <laughs> and I've got this show in Berlin called Hose of Berlin, and I and I and I made that show when I was like single and just hoeing around. Yeah. Then I like wasn't in, in a relationship, and then you know you don't have sex when you're in a relationship that's weird yeah yeah it is weird super weird <laughs> so now i just talk about sex like and like my boyfriend is like you know anyone who's having sex does not talk about sex the way you talk about sex <laughs> so how about you just like have some sex and then talk about it so it seems real it's so true i mean i think it's kind of like how people talk about food right it's like when you're dieting and you're you can't eat ice cream <laughs> all you want to talk about is ice cream <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a very good analogy. Thank you. So yeah, I was studying architecture and then uh, I went to Europe and um, I went to Germany. I was applying everywhere and then I got an internship in Munich uh, Mm -hmm. and then I got a scholarship for my master's. um, Oh. And then I discovered comedy while I was studying master's and I was like, okay, like I need to uh, do this a lot. And so I moved to Berlin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so I did my, I don't know if you're interested, but I'm just going to like give yeah. you the detailed, fuck this word. I'm going to, I'm going to give you the detailed version. So I uh, basically did my internship in Munich, then uh, moved for my master's to Darmstadt. It's a small city near Frankfurt. And then I moved to Berlin for comedy. Cool. And now I'm about to get my German passport this year. Congrats. Thank you. That's and, exciting. Yeah. Super exciting. And then, and I did it on my own, like yeah. without like marrying a German, which I think is like, yeah, so cool. <laughs> it is cool. It's it's like tough to do that. I think. Yeah, and this like I just got my artist visa last month. Wow. Yeah. And that is incredible because like being Indian, like every Indian that moves abroad, just like or most of them, you know, they do engineering or right. like they become a doctor. And like the fact that I'm like a 
Le- I'm legally a stand-up comedian on my visa papers. I'm that's like, so yeah, cool. That, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, when people are like, "What do you do?" You're like, "I'm a stand-up stand- comedian." Yeah, professional stand-up comedian. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> Crushing it. Um, that's cool. And so, why were what attracted you to comedy? Um, I was like, I never thought I could do it at all. I used to like watching it and I was like, wow, what I see, like, it is so cool. People who could just get up on stage and make people laugh. That's amazing. And I never thought I could do it. But interestingly, when I was in Munich, a friend of mine, she's, uh, she was like in her mid to late 30s, I think. So like a lot older than me. And I was like a 20 year old, um, stupid, stupid intern in a company. (laughs) And she was like, hey, I'm going to a women empowerment conference tonight. And I think you should come. And I didn't want to, but there was like free alcohol and food. So I was like, (laughs) sure, I'll come. (laughs) Um, So I went there and there was this straight white man heading this Women Empowerment Conference. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Teaching women how can they be more le- of like good leaders and improve their communication. Hey women, we don't have any leaders now, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to teach you uh, how can you how you can be a straight white man. And it was so interesting because I was the youngest person there and like all these women, they were actually pretty badass. They were like yeah. uh, CEOs and like leaders of like, pro- project managers and like in pretty high positions cool. in their companies. And so the conference started and uh, he was like asking everyone to get up and introduce themselves. We were sat in a circle. And then so the whole time, you know, uh, other people were talking about themselves. I was doing what everyone does. When other people talk, I'm just like thinking, what can I say next? Yep. yep. Uh, and then I just prepared this like super nice introduction. And then my chance finally came. And oh my God, he said, you will not talk about yourself. You please get up, come on stage. I have like a basket full of uh, papers and we have different random words written down on each paper. And you will pick out a paper, read the word and talk on that subject for the next like 10 minutes why <laughs> cuz i don't know i don't know he hated me or something <laughs> so that's what i did and my and the word that i got was uh fear and oh, he was like okay one. yeah and he was like talk about your biggest fear and then i just went on st- and i was like okay my biggest fear is actually people who are super tall you know cuz <laughs> I feel so intimidated. And then I just narrated this whole story about what had happened today at office where I have a receptionist. She's super tall and I'm very scared of her. And I had to get my letters from her. And like my colleagues helped me. And then she wouldn't give me the letter. And I was calling my colleagues like, I don't know what to do. And they were like, no, 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 you talk to her. So there was like this whole story, that I, like a bit. Yeah. And I did that bit enacting everyone. And the whole room was just laughing the whole time. <laughs> And I had so much fun. And then after I was done, like after the conference was over, he came to me. He was like, so actually, I'm a stand-up comedian. Oh, shit. So there's a stand-up comedian leading a women empowerment <laughs> conference. Like, like an unemployed, like, dude. <laughs> that was crazy. And he was like, and I think you should try stand-up because wow. uh, what you have there, you're like such a natural. And it seems like you were really having fun there. And what you have, it's like gold in comedy. So I would say just go try stand-up. And then I tried stand-up and then like... That's amazing. Yeah, I feel like that was like my first bit that I did in yeah. that conference. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's actually really fun. Um, I'm also scared of tall women. <laughs> just tall because you're like, what's how tall? I'm five two, so okay. I think I might be slightly taller than you. But yeah, I. How tall are you? On my passport, it says five two okay, because I'm yeah. too embarrassed to actually <laughs> be shorter than five two. So well, yeah, I'm so your dream I'm height. <laughs> Yeah, you were like my hope. Oh my god, <laughs> when I was young. That's yeah. so funny. I always wanted to be five four. Yeah. I was like, that's a normal woman height. Yeah, it's like a good height. Yeah, five four is a good height. Yeah, like five four is still like small. Yeah, but like in a cute way. Yeah, in a very enduring way, I think. Yeah, but yeah. I think once you start going under and you're like five two, five one, five feet, like shorter, like then then people are like, you're a child. <laughs> <laughs> And then some men are actually attracted to you mm-hmm. and you're like, what is wrong with you? But also, okay, I'm glad yeah. I have someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, okay, well, I'm going to allow it. But like, you might be a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. That was actually one of my first bits that I did about how I think my boyfriend is a pedophile. And uh, <laughs> nobody laughed, really. It was not funny. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I have to say my truth. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's why I do comedy. Yeah, to say your truth. Yeah. That's cool. What's like your favorite, what are your favorite jokes that you're telling right now? Um, I don't know. I feel like when, you, when you're on tour and you just say the jokes again and again, I feel like any new joke, any new bit that you come up with becomes your favorite bit yeah. because everything like these are good bits and I am only doing like my best bits on this tour, but like mm-hmm. I'm just so sick and tired of them. And yep. sometimes I have to like pretend to not be bored by my own punchline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I noticed like I, I got to see a bit of your set yesterday and I noticed that you're really good at like laughing at your own jokes in a way that's like sincere or that seems sincere. That's not. I think when comedians tell a joke and they they don't find it funny themselves, it's hard for the audience to find it funny. Mm. So it's and I'm having trouble with that now where I'm starting to get really bored of my old bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the audience can tell that there's that it's like stale. And I was really impressed with like by the end of your set, like there you were telling a story and you were kind of laughing at it. And I was like, this is so fun to watch. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Of what course. was your favorite bit? Or like, did you have like a favorite? I, I liked the last joke you did. I mean, that's really I, most of what I caught. Um, I, oh, my God. What was it? It was so funny. It was like um, the one with the superior the erection one. Yeah, 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 yeah the erection one. Yeah. That was good. That's really good. Thank you. Um, how do you come up with your jokes? Like, do you have a writing process? or? Uh, so, okay, um, how do I come up with jokes? So I try to write every day. Oh, good. Uh, like two, three hours. It's what I try to do. I'm not able to do that on, like, like on a regular basis, but that's, like, my aim. And then, you know... Sometimes, so I feel like just sitting in front of your computer and giving yourself the task to write is really going to help train your muscles, like your writing muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't always come up with shit just be- just by sitting in front of a laptop. Sometimes I'm just like taking a walk down the road and I just like think of something and I laugh. I'm like, oh my God, that that's something I would like to develop, you yeah. know? And sometimes I think my best jokes have come to me when I was not, sitting in front of a laptop trying to write them. Like sometimes I'm just like washing dishes or mm-hmm. like doing my laundry or taking a walk or talking to a friend and it just comes and just sometimes it just comes to me as a fully formed joke just like lands on my head. Amazing. And I'm like, nice. <laughs> but I think like you have to like um, do the effort, like just keep on like thinking about 
stuff and then like i think it's always working in your subconscious mm-hmm. and yeah. then it'll, eventually it'll come to you yeah it's um, like flexing a muscle like yes. if you're like if you're going to the gym every day and your muscles are stronger yeah. then when you have to then when you're like i don't know going up the stairs at the metro it's like easier yeah yeah and then it just comes i also like watch myself oh mm. uh, i try to watch every show that i do and i think when i watch myself and i hear the material i'm like oh there's another joke here mm-hmm. uh or uh oh this is a bit uh but you it, you know here here's another bit that could come out of this bit so just like hearing myself talk also gives me new ideas of where yeah. a bit could go um and then um just sometimes like being in touch with yourself i think like just just like you you've got to be like a little bit more relaxed you know yeah. when you're just like either having a walk like just like having fun uh with yourself and like you notice some quirky things about yourself mm-hmm. and that's where you're like okay there there's a bit there totally totally yeah. do you think i've been thinking a lot about this where comedians kind of come up with a persona on stage mm-hmm. And I feel like you've kind of harnessed like a certain side of yourself of like you talk a lot about love and sex and also the privilege side is quite funny. Um, so how did you come up with like how to present yourself on stage? Ooh, fun. Um, fun. I thought about like having a persona a lot. Mm-hmm. Like when I was starting out comedy, I would be like, okay, what is my persona? Like I need a persona. What yeah. is it? Um and then uh i always heard about this but i was never satisfied with this definition given by other comedians and coaches that you know you have to let your persona develop like in the early stages of your career you just write as much as you can and perform as much as you can and see what works for you mm-hmm. you know like you have to see uh what is the audience laughing at and the way that you say it uh the way that you say a certain joke you you know maybe you're going to get like an a laugh uh with that so you just like always watch yourself and see what's what the audience wants from you what the audience likes to mm-hmm. see from you and sorry what was the act, the exact question so oh i don't know um okay, something about persona how did <laughs> yeah, you develop yeah just like how did you develop your like your your persona yeah so just like writing a lot and then watching myself and then seeing a what feels authentic to me mm-hmm. like my goal was in the beginning just to go on stage and have fun because i noticed that when i'm like my most authentic self is mm-hmm. when i like the audience likes me a lot when they can feel i'm being very authentic and that's yeah. when i have so much fun you know um and then be just like uh seeing how which how, when do they laugh the most like the way that i say a certain joke when when do i get get the most laughs and then just like developing that and i feel like i don't have like i'm still working on like a persona um I I mean it's going to develop more mm-hmm. and more. Uh it's not concrete yet, I think. And I think it always changes. Like yeah. y- when you think of even like famous comedians, you're like, okay, well this was their this era. Yeah. Right? Like Bo Burnham is my favorite comedian, for example. And like if you think about like his YouTube era when he's like a, you know, like annoying teenager YouTuber, but then <laughs> like now he's like kind of like introspective, like yeah. serious mysterious guy. Yeah. I tried to watch a special, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's not for everyone. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I I will try to watch it I think at some point. Yeah. Well, I'm I do musical comedy so it's like Ah, interesting. Yeah. So That's interesting. Yeah. So are you a singer? Yeah. Oh. I did like theater growing up. So wow. it kind of was like a natural progression. Yeah. Um 
But even with musical comedy, you still kind of have to have a persona on top of it or like harness some sort of energy. So what's your what's your persona? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, too long. I started eight years ago here in Barcelona. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But then I like... It was, That's it's like incredible. on and off. It's like been on yeah. and off, you okay. know, it's been like, cause I was here in Barcelona, then I went to New York, like back mm -hmm. home or I did it for two years or like hard. And then I kind of like fell off cause I got more into bartending and like making money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, um, and then COVID happened. So when I moved back here, I would say I'm at the level of like a four, four year okay. comedian. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? So, so this year in February on February 13th yeah. uh, I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna finish five years nice it's gonna be my fifth year I think I'm gonna start the fifth year on in the on 13th of February amazing so I would have finished four years yeah but then two years was like fucking COVID a exactly. year or, but I still tried to do like zoom gigs which mm. was super weird those were weird I didn't I stopped doing them I, I did like one and I was like no <laughs> I'm not. Um, what was that experience like for you doing comedy during COVID? I could develop a lot of material, mm -hmm. so which was good because I was still in touch with like the writing aspect of it. I could still try some new jokes, yeah. and I would just like make the screen super big and just like watch myself yeah. perform, which like helped me like I don't know get more comfortable with myself. So in a weird way, I tried to do like three or four a month, so not a lot. Yeah, but yeah, they were weird. Like I, yeah, <laughs> it's like, but did, did you write a lot? Like, did you find COVID useful for writing or? I think, I think I tried to write more when the restrictions started to like loosen up a bit mm -hmm. uh, and you could still go on stage and do like those distanced mics, you know, those that era where everyone had to wear a mask inside and be socially distanced. Yeah. Uh, but like when we had like a full on lockdown, I think I tried to do more online content and build like an online presence. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th that's where most of my energy was focused at that point. Which is good because you built up quite a following yeah yeah i'm i'm not sure if it's like yeah it's like it's 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 decent it's like it's like a semi-decent following i would say yeah it's, it's it's cool um how did you how did that come about like how did you end up building up um because you have like a hundred something thousand followers right 169k as of today hot on instagram <laughs> one's it nice <laughs> And uh, 101.8 on TikTok. Um, so, yeah. It's like a following where people, like a regular person would see it and be like, oh, okay, nice. Like, it seems like she's uh, up to something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, it's awesome. Um, how did you, like, start to build that up? Um, I started, uh, I think, the day that I started comedy, or even before my first open mic, I was mm -hmm. like, all right, if I'm going to be a stand-up comedian, I need to have a following. Uh, Love that. Because I was like, I would watch all of these other comedians, uh, and I would be like, like, you're doing your hour, but nobody knows you. Yeah. Do you know? Like, you're like selling like okay 50 tickets but like you you're and you're funny like these comedians were mm -hmm. so funny and i'm like what are you doing like you know yeah yeah like if uh, you want to make a career out of it you have to have a following yeah I, I, yeah i mean like I, i'm not sure if that's like the only like there's so many other ways to make a career mm -hmm. uh, like 
A, just be funny. But like once you're funny, <laughs> like there's other ways. But I feel like in today's day and age, having a following is, I would say, the easiest way to uh, get your foot in the door because you don't need anyone uh, to approve you. Right. You don't need to be approved by comedy clubs or like, you know, or like you don't need to have an agent yeah. or you don't need someone's approval. Like you... You like you build your own audience and then you fill out your own rooms and then one day like people are going to notice, you know, yeah. like they cannot not notice that. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like the old like because Steve Martin said, like, just get so good that you can't not be noticed. And yeah. it's like now in today's day and age, having a following, I think, is part of that where it's like, yeah, if if you have this many followers, like people are going to notice. And then if you're good on top of that, then they see you and they represent you or they. Um, come to your shows or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. It's like a way of getting your name out there. Yeah. Uh, it's like, so. I think so. it's, it's what they call social proof. Mm-hmm. And I think like having social proof is important. I think it's like second to like being funny. Yeah. I think the number one thing is just like be undeniably funny. Yeah, yeah. Being und- and But social proof makes sense. It's like, oh, other people think they're funny, so they must be funny. And then they're already coming in with that preconceived notion of like, okay, people think she's funny, so I'm going to laugh. Yeah, but yeah. But also you're funny. So I'm not saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. like you are funny. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's a good point as well. Because uh, like people like maybe people who don't know you, they, they and they see that you have a show and then they go to your socials and they think, oh, she has a following. So, you know, like she must right. be something and I'm going to buy tickets to her show. Like that's for sure. For sure it helps. Uh, but also I feel like uh, most producers and comedy clubs want you to bring people mm-hmm. to their rooms. Yeah. And they're not going to like let like rent you stuff if you cannot bring an audience. And exactly. If they see you can like fill up a room, you're going to get more chances and opportunities um, like to book like cooler venues. And also I feel like it's the same for a lot of TV productions. Uh-huh. And just like other things where... At the end of the day, this business is about, it's, it's, it's a business. I mean, like, mm-hmm. at the it end is. of the day, it's a business. And when they book you, I feel like if I was a producer and I had to like, I for me, it would matter how many people can this person bring in to my TV show or my movie theater or my uh, comedy club. So I think it's also, yeah, I, th- I think it's part of that. And then third, you just can make money on your own without, yeah waiting around for someone to like book you or like invest in you or some producer to come to you you're like fuck it like I, I have my following I can do my own thing I don't need anyone else exactly exactly no that's amazing um and it's cool it's like it's ties back to women's empowerment yeah you're yeah. empowering I should yourself reach out to that dude and yeah to the stand-up comedian <laughs> teaching women. empowering women I should reach out to him and be like hey I have a tip <laughs> Tell women to empower themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Get a following. Um, no, it's fucking. It's badass. Like it's. It's really cool that you're that you're doing it. And would you say are you a full time comedian? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's. It's very hard to get like a artist visa in Germany. Yeah. So yeah, so the German government approves of me. Wow. Validated. And I doubt they approve a document. of me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they do hate Americans. You yeah. Know that? And Jews. <laughs> And oh yeah, <laughs> are you Jewish? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. They would so, definitely hit you. Yeah, or they would be like, "Oh my God, we're so sorry. Please live in our country and prove that we're not evil anymore." 
Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I didn't know of this, but like, now I do see microaggressions from Germans against Americans. Interesting. I, I see it in like little things, like even like my German friends. And, you know, sometimes something would say, and they, they would just like roll their eyes. That's so American. Like, oh my God. So, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Do you have American friends in Germany? Do I have do I have American no I I don't have American friends. I, I don't have a lot of friends. I, <laughs> it's hard to do this job and like have a social life. It is. Um, but yeah, no, I like Americans, I would say. I think I think so. Oh, you're just saying that because I'm here. No, no. No, because here's the thing. Because I am naive and Americans are very friendly. And yeah. I think, oh, they're, they like me. And it's they're just being polite, I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it they're depends. just like nicer. But I like that. Yeah. Like I was in New York and I went to a Sephora and like this woman, she was like, she was so nice. She helped me around, like telling me the best product. She spent like 20 minutes with me and I'm like, oh my God, they're so nice and she's so <laughs> sweet. And I love America, USA. And then I went to the counter and they were like, yeah, and did someone help you? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to say her name and then she's yeah. going to get like commission commission and i was like oh oh this is america okay yeah it's just capitalism yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're only nice for money um yeah. no i mean i think in new york maybe but there are parts of america where people are just gen- genuinely nice yeah. and i think new york people are just very real yeah um and i i would say that might be the case in berlin but they're a little more standoffish maybe but so what does what does standoffish mean like they just like aren't as open ah yeah like off the bat yeah you know whereas new yorkers people are like new yorkers are mean and i'm like no we're honest like if you're in our way we'll say you're in our way but also if we like you we'll say like hey how you know yeah yeah but do new yorkers have i feel like i feel like they have a hard time saying no like they would never because in berlin mm-hmm. in germany they would just say no with like but I feel like New Yorkers that it's the same with Indians. We 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 can't say no. We're like yeah. we'll think of like a very tactical way, and you are supposed to understand on your own that we actually mean no. Yeah. Like my boyfriend's dad wanted to come to a show of mine, <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, so I'm I I, I can come see you, right?" And then instead of saying no because I didn't want to be rude, I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm not sure if." I would that would make me very nervous, you know. Yeah. And he just like kept on motivating me, and I was like, "No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it would make me very nervous." But he just didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, Is he German? He's German. Yeah. Cute. Uh, and I think New Yorkers are the same, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we'll be like, "Oh, do you want to grab lunch?" It's like, ah, I don't know if I can. Like, let's rain check. Yeah. And then you just never rain check. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like someone t- said to me in New York, like if, if they say maybe, it's a no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I'm actually, I'm kind of, I've like tried to push against that because I get very anxious and like anxious attachment stuff. So I like, I hate when people beat around the bush with me. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm like, no, just be be straight with me. Like, yeah. if you don't want to hang out, just fucking tell me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll go away. But just just tell me, you know, because yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you know, you start to imagine like, oh, my God, they're they're just busy, but they still love me. You know, like, yeah. So you want like direct rejection. Yeah. Yeah. Which also hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you how long have you been with your boyfriend? Uh, it's been, I think, so we started dating in 2017. Oh, shit. 18, 19, 20, 21, oh my God. 20, 23. So it's like going to be seven years in October. Are you going to get married? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Comedy so. Confessions. Yeah, I think I should get married. Yeah, you don't have to. 
No one gets married in Germany, right? Yeah, 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 they don't. But like, I would like to have wedding photos and mm. I don't want to have like wrinkles in the photos. <laughs> so I would like to have you like... You look like you're like 10, so I don't think you have to worry. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, also, okay, so this is a confession. Okay, because just because... So like, okay, my dad doesn't know I do stand up. <gasps> How does he not know? He... Oh, uh, because I never told him. <laughs> Do you not think he Googles you? Oh, just stop talking. <laughs> Touch wood. Oh my god. That's why I like I have I don't have like my surname. Mm, yeah. As my name is just like it's like a short name and I just hope he never fucking Googles me. But I've blogged him on like social media. And so the thing but the thing is that I'm getting like like a video of mine goes viral literally yeah. every week and I'm so it's just a matter of time, I think, that somebody is going to show him or he's going to find out. Totally. And that's the reason I haven't developed my YouTube channel. Because, like, on Instagram and Facebook, you can, like, block people. Mm-hmm. And on TikTok. But, like, on YouTube, it's just so accessible. Uh, but I want to start my YouTube channel <laughs> as yeah. well. So you're just waiting. <laughs> so I, I'm just like, okay, so the best way to approach this is that if I get married and he then finds out that I do stand-up comedy, uh, he's just going to think she's some other man's problem now. Yeah. And he wouldn't, like, overreact <laughs> so much. So I just, I feel like being getting married would be good for my career. I feel like it's a career move. Oh, good. <laughs> so as can, long as it's a career move, then yeah. it's warranted, yeah. you know? Then I can build my YouTube channel. I love that. <laughs> yeah, don't you get know? married for love. No, no, no. You get married for money. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you should do. Um, is your dad very traditional? Um, yeah, growing up, like, he was very strict. Like, mm-hmm. I have, like, bits about that as well. So he was super strict. So I just grew up being very afraid of him. And um, and now that I'm, like, I'm, I'm grown up and he's, I, I think he's a little bit more chill now. But I don't know because I left home when I was 18 and yeah. I didn't have so much contact. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but I feel like if I'm married and then he finds out my YouTube, like, it would just be like less of a trouble. I'd be like, please talk to my husband about yeah. this issue like, that you, you don't have. have to worry, Dad. Like, I found a man anyway, yeah. and he 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 allows me to. So exactly, yeah. he allows you. He yeah. you know he better allow you. Yeah, no, no, no. My my boyfriend, he can't say shit to me. Like, he's my bitch. Good, but like in front of my dad, I could just be like, yeah, but he's you know, because like I feel like in India, you know, it's like it's so weird. But so so like. Uh, my uncle knows that we are dating and you know mm-hmm. like this one time I was visiting my uncle in London and I was like hey I think I want to like stay a little bit longer I, I just want to like move my flight and stay at home a little bit longer and my uncle was like well what does Dominic think about it Dominic is the name of my boyfriend and I was like I don't I don't care what he thinks yeah. about it I don't need his permission it's gonna be fine he was like oh yeah I was like we're not like a traditional couple and I don't need to like ask for his permission if I can stay a little bit longer yeah my own house so but like I you try to use that to my own advantage you know and I don't want to do something I'm like yeah Dominic does not want that and then they're like oh yeah okay that's fine like I want two weddings I want like an Indian <laughs> wedding in India and a European wedding in Europe yes and my parents will have to pay for it yes and they're like, Are you, like why do you have two weddings I'm like actually Dominic really wants <laughs> like another wedding yeah it's all so, because of him yeah and like they treat this, your son-in-law like a god 
Oh. Like in the Indian culture. That's crazy. Like your son-in-law is like everything. We were once like driving to a restaurant in London and uh, my uncle's son has like, he's like super tall and my boyfriend is super tall and he's, they've got like super long legs. And he made his own son sit in like the back seat, Whoa. like back to the like last seat of the car, super uncomfy so that like Dominic could have like <laughs> extra leg space. So... So yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's like a king. So I just like, but yeah. he's my bitch. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah, yeah, he's the king. But to you, he's he's the jester. Like, yeah, yeah, love yeah. that. Um, we have to wrap it up soon because I have the sketch thing um, in three minutes. But um, real quick, what would you say your advice is to new comedians? Um, please just keep doing it. Like, don't compare yourself to people who've been doing it for, like, 10 years, 15 years, and don't think you're going to get, like, a Netflix special tomorrow or be sad that you don't already have a Netflix special. Like, you've got to get good, and for that, you have to, like, write new material, get on stage as much as you can, uh, keep writing, and keep learning. Watch yourself and Mm -hmm. keep, like, getting better, you know? Don't just, like, do the same five minutes for the next five years yeah like develop more material get better and uh yeah if you keep putting the work in success is going to come to you love that amazing um well i think we'll leave it there um do you have anything you want to promote any well you ha- we have the spotlight tonight i don't know if i'll get this episode up in time okay. no but <laughs> i'm on tour so you can come watch me on tour or tour or like ask your friends to come in all the different cities that i'm visiting follow on social media yes watch some videos leave some comments even if they are hate comments it's fine it's good for the algorithm <laughs> love it troll me and uh, I'll love you forever <laughs> um, awesome well thank you so much Gordy um, really appreciate it thank you Jamie for having me I had so much oh, fun me too um, and I hope you come back to Barcelona yeah me too cool probably with yay okay thanks so much thank you bye 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 <laughs> <laughs>